for Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. Hey everybody, welcome back to Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. Um, my trusty sidekick is here as always, uh, Brad. Hello. Um, so, sorry we've been off for so long, but as you can imagine, with everything going on um, in this country, um, not only with the COVID virus, but with um, the riots and destruction of uh, property and that kind of stuff, we've been a little busy. So, I wanted to come on today, um, talk about a few things. Um, I think everybody who knows me knows um, how much I bleed blue, I guess, Um how passionate I am about law enforcement as a profession, not just our city or, or our department. So um, it's really frustrating anymore um, to even turn the TV on, which I don't do much of in the last couple of weeks, um, only because, um, you know, I don't think I've ever seen, at least in my 25 plus years, this much hatred for the police. No. Um, and to be honest, I mean, I'm just going to shoot it straight that it's this isn't a police problem. This is who they've turned it out to be um, because we're easy targets, and I get yeah. that. Um, but I am really sick and tired of every night, um, you know, hearing about um, how bad we are and all that. Um, what a lot of people don't know is, uh, you know, you turn on TV and they're always you hear all the names of you know. Um, the people who were killed and all that, but we never hear of the 113 police officers that already killed this year. Right. 113 in this country. So, you know, right right there can will show you that um, we need to get back to basics. We need to get back to law and order. We need to follow the Constitution. Again, if you don't like the flag, you don't like our anthem, you don't like the statues, then probably uh, it's probably time for you to move to another country because um, – this is what this was built on. Right. And I've taken an oath, and I know you've taken an oath, and we're going to uphold the yeah. laws and the Constitution. So that's my little rant. Well, that's what um, people don't understand is that, you know, we took an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and our state. So whether you like a law or not, it doesn't matter. I don't like laws. There's laws that I don't like, right. but I still enforce them because right. it is the law. So there's a proper way, if you don't like a law, to get that changed, and that's to elect people that share your views and get right. it changed. Uh, rioting and looting and uh, you know, trying to demonize an entire profession is, uh, is counterproductive to actual real change. Well, and then to have leaders of this country stand there and say whether well, angry they have the right to do that it's pathetic that that's how do you even keep your job i mean honestly how do I you keep your job i don't know i mean if we're if we're just doing honesty hour which we try to do all the time i think it you know people are uh scared to be called a racist because people are Definitely. so quick to throw that out now and uh, i i believe that it does a huge disservice mm -hmm. to real racism that does occur yeah in america and even with a, a police officer uh and a citizen um those those don't get uh the attention that they would right. get and and you know real change because when you when you bring up you know um like garrett rolf from atlanta, atlanta. that was just charged with with capital murder facing right. death penalty right. uh in a completely i haven't i mean <laughs> completely justified mm -hmm. so right out of the gate you've lost 
advocating for this guy right you've lost half the country right out of the gate right yeah now if uh you know like the uh, ahmad arbury sorry uh like that case i think you've got most of the country like okay that's messed up they kind of they hunted this dude down right yeah so yeah we're all in georgia Yeah. yeah yeah so i think you know for them for activists i don't want to say them because i already know how that's going to go right it's not a race thing it's it's activists because there's just as many white people uh as there is black or hispanic that are that are doing this um so i I think it's just important for them to pick uh cases with merit uh to have any validity to their argument but they don't even have an argument no they don't Um, i mean i don't to this day depending on which person you listen to which one's in charge which group they're with they're all over the board on what they actually even want yeah and the leader of black lives matter stands there and says we're marxist we're here to destroy <laughs> until we get what we want well absolutely who, what is wrong with the country that'll stand by and now negotiate with terrorists yeah yeah there was a time in this country when it was taboo uh to be a communist i right. mean that was like that's like yeah. being called a racist, you know? There was a time where that was like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, apparently it's not like that anymore because we have self-proclaimed uh, communists out there that have now have a platform and uh, with Black Lives Matter to right. try. I mean, and, it, well, it's the same thing like you said earlier. You know, everybody's afraid to say anything because you'll be called a racist. And, you know, the way I figure is – I run a department the way I think it should be ran. I have a vision. Here's where we we are, and this is where we're going. Right. And how we encompass all that, you know, is you know family values, the way I was raised, you know, the way you're trained, you know, all that stuff plays a part in it. You can call me anything you want. That doesn't mean it's true. Exactly. You know. Right. I, I talked to a guy the other day. I was like, "What do we need to do, Chief?" I said, well, "Everybody needs to band together because it's only about ten or fifteen percent, right, that are causing all this grief." Yep. But. We got every news station who evidently wants to destroy every city in this country sticking a camera in their face and getting them all the airtime trying to call a riot a peaceful protest. Right. And if they don't understand the difference of that, we can explain that later. Yeah. There's nothing with tearing down a statue, burning down buildings, taking over city blocks that's that's a peaceful protest. Correct. So, you know, he's like, I said, well, everybody needs to stand up. We need to gather as a group. That's what this country was founded on. It's a revolutionary war. We all got together, you know. Right. And he's like, well, I don't want to be called a racist. I said, why do you worry about it? Are you a racist? Well, no. Then why do you worry about it? Right. Go out and do your job the best you can. They're going to call you. I've been called all kinds of things in my career. Yeah. If that stopped me, I would have been curled up in a corner crying about day two of law enforcement. Right. Yeah. And I, I understand to maybe the, the average person, um, you know, that just uh, has a normal nine to five and doesn't have to deal with conflict and stuff like that. But... I mean, it is on the outside a scary thought to be to think that, you know, just for your beliefs that aren't racist at all, but just because you support someone like Donald Trump, right, that makes you a racist now, apparently. So, um, or if you support the police, right? The fact that they it's not just 10 or 15 percent 
it's them, but it's like you said, all of the media that mm-hmm. amplifies that. Yeah. So now it's not just like someone to your face saying you're a racist or whatever. It's the media coming out and potentially, I mean, they'll completely twist everything. Right. And make you seem like you said you said something you didn't or yeah. whatever, and then you are known as a racist. You right. lose your job. You lose, you know. So well, it's uh, kind of like concern. every time we do a podcast or I do an interview or all that, everybody's sitting around with their fingers crossed, cringing, going, "What's gonna, what's he going to say uh-huh. that's going to turn something around?" And I just I can't live my life that way. Right. You know, like I said, I didn't take this job to beat up people. I didn't take mm-hmm. this job to arrest people. I took this job to make my city, my state, my country, a better place to live. Yeah. And if anybody is truly interested in uh, what that looks like, they should come to Southport and see how the city and the police department are ran because Mm -hmm. it's a very, very community-based approach. Um, We take care of our people, and uh, that's, that's really what we're here for. Now, taking care of our people sometimes means that there are bad people that need to go to jail right. or, yeah. you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah. yeah, they can see what a police department could look like given the proper resources. Right. Well, and that's why I said, you know, you look at a lot of these um, agencies that are, are having problems, um, you know, I wouldn't call them racist problems. One, they're poorly ran. Right. There's no vision. Um, they don't know what they're doing from day to day. Um, you know, I, we we talk. Uh, we'll talk later about um, you know the mayor hires and fires yeah. the chief. Yeah. So if a mayor gives you a stand down order as a chief, you're standing there going, "Okay, that's not the right thing to do." I either do the right thing and probably be unemployed tomorrow. Yep. Or do what the mayor says the wrong thing by standing down and let him destroy my city. Right. And that's tough. You're you talking about you somebody's retirement. Those, yeah. But yeah. that's what you see in these other, yeah. you know, I, I, I watched the Portland um, police chief talk yes, last night. And it's, you know, she wants unity and, and we need to do this. You walked away and gave it. You gave them seven city blocks. Oh, yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, Seattle. yeah. Well, you gave them seven yeah. city blocks and you let them do whatever they want to do. And, you know, you're standing outside like you have no, you had no option or you, you had no, um, you know, tactics to be able to stop that. <laughs> right. They took over your police station. Yeah. I mean, how, how bad is that? That's and that's I, And I don't know the police chief. Might be a great police chief. Might have all the training in the world. Uh, maybe it was a mayor's decision and she didn't stand up to it. I don't know. Um, but you can go all across the country and see these. you got police chiefs laying on the ground with, you know. Um, yeah screaming i can't breathe and all that what is right. that doing to fix the problem nothing it's embarrassing yeah i mean plain and simple it's embarrassing you're allowing them to then continue to be right. lawless and do whatever we want to do right and we can't have that i mean i've seen a lot of you know demands and things which since when i mean well i'm not even gonna go there but yeah no uh but so i've seen i've seen a lot of, of the the protesters and and things their demands and they don't want equality they no. actually want to be uh above the law and above certain things um that's not equality so let's mm. so you want to basically rule and uh impose your will upon us exactly and that's You're exactly do it what my it way is. or no way 
and look at it. And I'm going to bully you until you do it. Yep. And then shame on all these elected officials who are cowering down right now because it's an election year and they're afraid to lose their job. Mike Brown ought to be ashamed of himself. He's pathetic. He got on Tucker Carlson last night and looked like an idiot. And then he lied. I mean, we have a statement from the FOP that says we in no way said we were in favor of that or condone um, the qualified immunity. So he flat out lied on TV. Yeah. And then he sits there and says, well, if we don't do it, the Democrats will. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is if you don't somehow screw over the police and get in the good graces, you're going to be gone. Right. That's exactly what you said. Well, and here's here's what Mike Braun fails to understand. We in indiana elected him to be our voice we didn't elect him to be the voice of atlanta or minneapolis or whatever their constituents Mm -hmm. think so the very people that voted him in and vote him out absolutely 100 percent. and i look forward to the day when he's primaried and loses in the primaries because you know this whole thing started off with you know um a minneapolis police officer who we have all said the whole country said yep. he needs to go to prison. Right. You know, everybody's on that. And then somehow it's went to Congress. And, and what Congress understands about law enforcement, I have no idea. And who <laughs> they pick to go in there and actually speak, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, because they're not listening. No. They already know in their mind, we're going to do this, this, and this because we want this to stop. It has yep. nothing to do with with change that will be good for the, the country. Mm-hmm. It's to stop a mob from screaming at them. And that's yeah. all that is. It's pandering. And, but, you know, the, the case of Democrats, it's so they look like they are doing something for that community, yeah. which, let's be real, Democrats haven't done anything for the black community in a very, very right. long time. Well, and, and here's the other thing that aggravates me. I've got 30 pages sitting here of statistics and yeah. facts, and we can have an educated conversation yeah. right. about um, schools, you know, um, welfare um, you know, democratic cities and their crime rates. I mean, mm-hmm. we can we can do that all day, but nobody wants to hear that. Right. That doesn't get you on the news. That doesn't get everybody incited to go out and tear shit up. Exactly. Um, so you know, you can't have those conversations, and that and that's the sad part. I worked their inner city for probably fifteen to eighteen years. Yeah. You know, where I was in the inner city, um, and I can tell you right now, the majority of that community wants the police. They respect the police. We yeah. work good. Um, you know, we did a, a weed and seed program where the idea was to pull the bad weeds, plant new seeds, and, and grow the community. Sure. Um, and so, I, you know, I did that for years and met a lot of great people, mm-hmm. um, but they're scared. And they're scared because nobody's listening to the actual problem or stopping the actual problem. Right. It's all window dressing and throwing money at something Yep, and to see if it sticks, and then when it doesn't stick, go okay. Well, let's throw another billion dollars at it. IPS schools, look at that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, how much money have we thrown at that, and they still can't figure it out. Well, maybe we need to change the leadership. Maybe we need to put somebody in there that cares about kids getting an education and learning the history of this country, so we don't continue to make these mistakes. Right. And grow from that instead of redoing your offices for $200,000 or buying this or buying that or building more schools that we can't even put kids in yeah, or not paying our teachers enough money right. and just scraping by with whatever we can we can do. You know, so you can go through jail reform. We can, I mean, we can talk about almost every mm-hmm. government entity here and yeah. find out what the problems are. Right. But every year we elect the same people mm-hmm. and we put, you know, 
how long's uh, Nancy Pelosi been in there? How long's <laughs> you know Joe Biden? You know, right? Um, there's a lot of these guys that they've been in there longer than I've been alive. Yeah, and have nothing to show for it. No, well they do. Their bank account looks really good. Yeah, which is <laughs> but amazing. We don't have anything yeah. to show for. I still fail to understand how these politicians will start very humble beginnings. And by the time they leave office, they are multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. Something is not right with right. that. That is not how this was set up. Yeah. Um, and they, I say they work, that's a loose term, but they are in session, you know, just a few months out of the year, you know, it's like. Right, yeah. But how arrogant are they to take you to their house and show you their $2,500 refrigerator with their $12 right. pint of ice cream and don't think that's a problem to that, why the guy watching it has been off work for COVID for three months, uh-huh. making a minimum wage, trying to raise a family. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I no, really don't. And I, don't I and that's the problem I had on the on the two adventures I tried into the elected, you know, running mm-hmm. for a, a elected position. Unless you go in there with just not, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word. There's a word I'm trying to find here. Um, if you're not, I don't want to say corrupt, but if you don't have an agenda mm-hmm. and you don't play with the right people and pay the right, you know, fees and all, you're not going to, you're not going to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, hundred percent. There's the, the rare exceptions, but um, it is, it is basically legal organized crime politics. When you get into the bigger city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yep. You know, it's funny, you know, working here, we have elected officials, you know, the mayor's elected, the clerk treasurer, you know, that. And it's on such a smaller scale. Right. Um, but, you know, that's like our current mayor. Um, I walked with him a little bit and watched him talk to people and said, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And names these five projects that he has that he wants to accomplish as mayor. All good projects, you know, all, all and everybody's sitting there going, well, I heard that before. Well, I heard that before. Well, right. I heard, you know, we did this. And, you know, so day one, he sits down. He said, okay, project number one, you know, you're my public works guy. I want to pay five roads. Okay. So we apply for the grant. Guess what? We're paving five roads next month. Okay, check. This is number two. But he prioritized everything. And now he's he's on a path of right. knocking two out of the five out. And he's been in almost seven months. Right. But, again, he didn't get in this to be – governor president exactly. senator he came in because he's lived here for 20 some years and wants to make his community better right you know so on a smaller scale you see a lot of that you mm-hmm. see him getting in the neighborhoods and you do that it's bigger scale it it really doesn't matter it's all about who the lobbyist is what are we getting out of it well yeah and these guys they they go to washington to represent us but then they, they move there yeah. so they're in washington like they're hardly ever back in Indiana to even know what the hell's going on here, let alone what we think about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a joke. I mean, it, we want to talk about real reform to do good things for the country. Right. That would be political reform. Yeah. But like I said, you know, you, you have to have law and order. That's what this country is founded on. Yeah. You know, and if we don't get back to that and we don't have these leaders stand up quit cowering behind their you know their desk and say no this is what's going to happen if you do this um we're never going to get ahead of it no and and it's you know toxic ideas are like a a virus if you don't treat them right 
they're going to spread no matter how crazy it sounds hey tell me 6 months 12 months ago if there was uh, if you if somebody said politicians are going to be calling for the defunding of police departments right. everybody been like crazy. oh whatever yeah. but look at it you know it's I was somebody day, it's kind of like when you're raising kids if you tell him 15 times if he does that again this is he's going to continue to do it you yeah. know until there is um, you know something that changes his you know uh, Kyle my youngest one he uh, he was really good because he's the third one so he figured it out you know <clears throat> and I'd say Kyle stop doing that and he'd, he'd start doing it again I said if you do that again I'm going to whoop that butt or something <laughs> and then so he's like okay so then he'd sit there and then one day so he's doing it and he starts to do it and waits for me to say something so I just get up and I smack him on the butt right he's like but I stopped doing it I said yeah but I was already in motion yeah, you know we're already here, <laughs> you know. But it's it's like you yeah. can't keep telling a kid if you keep doing that, this is what's going to happen, and then there's no consequences to it. Absolutely, you know it scares me to death this weekend. You know, with the way this country's right now, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, and you know all the things we hear. Um, I know Chicago can't deal with another 108 deaths in four days. No. New York can't, you know, Indianapolis can't, you know, we're up to 106, I believe, in Marion County of murders this year. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's already on pace to shatter Mm -hmm. records. Yeah. And you know what? I wonder why that is. Lawlessness. Yeah. But it's been that way. Yeah. We've been on an upward trend in murders for the last three years anyway, three or four. And you know you come out and you talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about that. You know, that's not that's not the problem. Right? No, it is a problem. Yeah. And you know, you you look at you know Black Lives Matter wanting you know um, if Black Lives Matter why aren't they not protesting in Chicago with a hundred and so many people shot? Right. That's why are you not upset? There was a three year old. I think he was. Yeah. 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 There was, was several young. Yeah that to me if you were protesting that i'm i'm with you we need to it's stop sickening this. yeah we need to stop this devastation in our in our communities yeah and uh, you know yeah. they get upset people get upset because they say you know those are our kids i don't care what color right i don't care what gender those are our kids getting mowed down for nothing because mm-hmm. i want to drive down the street and shoot my gun right because i can yeah and and these are the people that this movement are aligning with the people that are the ones mm-hmm. shooting yeah. uh, the case here you know the dude several videos of him indiscriminately shooting into houses and stuff yeah. so th- that's who they're championing as martyrs and martyrs victims right now not um, you know the 113 that were police officers that put their life on the line right. every day for chump change mm-hmm. uh, you know but you know we'll put memorials and things up of, of yeah. everybody else right it's uh i would say that that any logic has just been turned on its head yeah i don't even understand anymore uh-uh. that's like the minneapolis three of the council members they all 12 of them decided to defund the the police department but three of them have spent anywhere between 50 and sixty thousand dollars, depending on which report you read and that's the other thing half the stuff that's in the news you can't believe anyway so you no. gotta do more research but Fifty to sixty thousand dollars to have their own private security because they're getting death threats. Well, maybe that's because you're defunding the people's police, right? And now they're saying they don't even think the death threats are real, but oh they're going to make sure that their house doesn't get looted, burnt down, absolutely shot at. 
Yeah. While the rest of their community just fend for yourself. I mean, I, I feel so sorry for them. It's hard enough being a police officer after working a day. You, you got a rough day in the middle of summer. I mean, you've seen domestics, kids hurt, shootings, stabbings. You, you see all this stuff. But you feel like you're in the fight. You're in there. You're doing your best. Yeah. You've got a group of guys, and we're, we're trying really hard. And, and you feel like maybe that you didn't accomplish anything, but you're, you're almost there. You know, right. that you're part of this group. And as a community, we're going to fix these problems. You know, now you're like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You know, if I pull my gun, are you going to charge me? If I don't pull my gun, I'm going to get killed. If I do this, you're, I mean, these poor guys right now, they're so confused that, that I don't even think they understand, you know, how to do their job anymore. And, no. and that's one of the biggest things. I keep pulling them in saying, do what you're supposed to do. Do it the way we've taught you. Do it by the book. If we get a crazy prosecutor who decides he wants to do this, and we're going to fight that too. We're going to stand by you because you did the right thing. Right. You know, that's the other thing that's really aggravating. I don't know where or who even started this, where they think the police have to fight the bad guys with the same tools. Right. You know? And the other thing that aggravates me is, well, it just looked bad. It's a fight. Well, you have a resistor. It's a fight. If I have to hit you with the baton... That looks bad. I don't care how you do it. Exactly. If I have to pepper spray you, it looks bad. If I have to put my hands on you, it looks bad. Um, you know, I, I talked to, I work very well with the chief in IMPD, and I was watching a thing where he said, well, I understand it looks bad. It always looks bad. You got to get that out of your mind. Right. Was he, did he do it the way he was trained? I mean, I heard actually heard somewhere the other day where... They had a guy in a, a car here in Indi- in Indianapolis. Um, no, I'm sorry, right outside of Indianapolis. Calls the police, um, says he's got a gun. They end up chasing him. He's firing rounds outside the car at the police. They finally get him boxed in or stopped somehow. Um, and somebody went with a less lethal trying to take him down while the guy's shooting a gun. <laughs> Nowhere in the world are we taught that. No. If you bring a knife, I'm going to bring a gun. If you bring a hammer, I'm going to use a tape. You know, right. we always go that one level up yeah. because it's not supposed to be a fair fight. Right. We're the ones out there protecting, putting our life on the line. You get um, a little more, not really latitude, but you get more, um, you have the ability to make that step up to where you can protect yourself and everybody else around you. Right. Well, and it's because police officers are enforcing the laws that the right. people we elect put into place. Right. So police, you know, there's also a misconception that, yeah, so there is officer discretion, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are things that there is no discretion. Right. You come to a domestic, there's no discretion on no. that. Uh, if it was, if you think it was committed, then the evidence points there, you've got to arrest them. Right. Um, so there's a lot of different things that, you know, there is no discretion. I've heard people say that, you know, uh, that uh, the uh, down in Atlanta, the that Officer Rolf should have uh, just let him get That's away. Asinine. Let him get away. That's asinine. It's crazy. You want to know the funny thing? Right after they said that, the next day we uh, there was a police officer killed by a drunk driver who hit him head on. And I and I mean I could probably do some quick research and and there was probably five or six deaths 
due to a drunk driver driving. We don't let bad guys get away. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. And you know what? People probably don't care. They That's what the cop signed up for, whatever. Um, but they would certainly care if it was a car with their kids in it. Right. Ask my mothers. Yeah. So that's... Uh, yeah, uh, it's beyond me that, that that would even but be that's, an option. But there's always an excuse. Yeah. You know, instead of just saying, man, if he would have just complied, mm-hmm. if he would have just, did, you know, if he'd have just done it the way he was supposed to do it, we wouldn't be in this point. But we have to make excuses because if we don't make excuses, the other side doesn't have a story. Right. And we got to make a story because that's what this is all about. Yep. It's not, you know. It's not like, wow, I'm glad that he stopped that drunk driver from killing somebody later or stopped this from happening. You know, well, couldn't he have shot him in the leg? That That's another most asinine thing yeah. I ever heard. <laughs> no. Most people would do a good luck to hitting the target, let alone chasing somebody with right. amped up and try to aim for a leg. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing with that is that's inhumane to, to do that kind of stuff. You're trained to stop the threat. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, you shoot somebody in the leg, they can still shoot you. Yes. Or someone else. So, uh, yeah, that's it's but again, ridiculous. It's a, it's, we have to have some type of, you know, excuse. And like we've always said before, you know, this is part of the everybody gets a trophy and time out. You know? Right. No, the world doesn't work that way. There, yeah. There's consequences to your actions. Um, and you have to be held accountable. I mean, there's many things I, you know... You screw up or you fell down, you get up, you dust yourself off and say, okay, that wasn't the right path. Let's try this one over here. Sure. And you go that way. I mean, I can tell you story after story in you know all my years in law enforcement, watching some kid do it wrong or get into trouble and mentor him a little bit. And five years later, he's in the military. He's a rock star. He's doing all this right. stuff. He's married, got kids and moving on. Yep. But you know, there's those mentors in the community. Mm-hmm. And and that's where it got him on straight and narrow. Or you saying, you know what? I tell you what, you're gonna you're gonna take the ride for this. But instead of towing your car and charging all that money to go get somebody to come and get, and you're working with them a little bit, right. giving those little breaks that you can give, yeah, to make them understand your world's not gonna crush down. You fell down and you're hurt, but we're gonna get you up. We're gonna dust you off. Right. You're gonna go. To, you're gonna go suffer the consequence. Yeah. And you're gonna get back on the right path. And then when you get on that right path, I'll be here and I'm gonna help you. And you you always have a friend. But we don't look at it that way. No. You know, we got to find an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I didn't have this, or I didn't have that, or I didn't have this. Well, you know what? It wasn't all roses growing up for me either. You know? Well, and for so, the, the millions, yeah, the millions of people that didn't have this and didn't have that, but have somehow figured out a way to make something of themselves. So it's it's just an excuse, you know, plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned the... Uh, that it doesn't look good, which right. is which is interesting, because uh, people don't want to see what police officers do no. and what they no. go through, and that just proves it. Somebody getting hit in the leg with a baton, right. and it's oh my god, that's horrible. Well, just imagine going to a scene where someone just slaughtered yeah. kids, yeah. or you know any of the multitude of things that police officers have to see. That's the thin blue line stands between order and chaos. You know, a lot of people, I I got asked the other day, they said, why do they call you sheepdogs? And I said, well, the way we look at it is you have wolves, which are your bad guys. They're always looking to take advantage, you know, 
get in the chicken coop, eat everything, right? Um, do that, and then you have the community who are the sheep. The sheep dogs keep the wolves away from the sheep. And he was like, "Oh, I've never heard that before." So you know, we we start talking about that, but that's what you do. I mean, that that's why we're here, right? And that's you know, I don't think people understand that. I've been tased. I've been pepper sprayed. Every tool we use, we get used on us, except for being shot. We, you know, all that stuff we we get done to us, so that we know how it feels and we know how we're going to act if it was to happen to us, or we use it on somebody else. Yeah. And you know, like I said, fights aren't pretty. No. That's why they're called fights. You know. Yeah. And unfortunately, in our job, we have to do that. You know, you watch live PD or cops. Very rarely do you see um, a lot of bad things on those shows. Right. You know, because I, I think live PD, I'm not <clears> sure. <throat> I know cops, it's controlled, you know. We're not going to put that on there. We're not yeah. going to show a baby slaughtered in the floor. You know, something right. like that. And I think people get that image in their head with, oh, he just drove around all day and talked to a bunch of people. And yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Until right. you put yourself in those positions and – you know, you, you just show up and, and a mother's just lost her child and have to sit down in her living room and tell her that. Yeah. And then what's the first question everybody asks? Why? Right. Well, I don't have that answer. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I've done a, a ton of them and I've never came up with the right answer. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, you know, each one kind of goes on how the person is. Right. But. You know, so you've already been on the scene. You've already seen all that. And let's say you got the bad guy and you ask him why, and he doesn't have a good reason anyway. Yeah. So that frustrating. Yep. And now I have to go sit in this mother's living room mm-hmm. and father's living room and tell him that just because the guy wanted to. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. It's been an... You know, it's a great career. I chose the career. I sure. wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I, I'd do it all over again. Yeah. I, I would keep doing it. Um, but it, it does wear on you, and it, it really wears on you on times like this. Yeah. Um, you know, where this country's allowed racism and police departments being the main focus that we're <clears throat> dealing with when 80% of this country know what the real problems are. Right. And, uh, you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, I firmly believe, and I think you firmly believe as well, that the majority of the United States stands with police officers. Yeah. It's a small fraction. But here's here's where the rub comes in. They're the silent majority. It's yeah. time to stop being silent. Mm-hmm. We need to, as, as supporters of law enforcement, you need to be vocal about this. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, show support, figure out what you have to do, hold politicians accountable. Right. Um, you know, there's this misconception that's, I don't know when it started, but that um, we work for the politician. No, 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 no. no, no. We work for the people. Yeah. They work for us mm-hmm. and we choose who to hire and fire. Right. So, uh, you know, we got to really start looking into people's voting records and things like that while they're in office see where their stances are but and more importantly we are definitely in a fight for the country right now yeah um because without order chaos will reign i mean it's just plain and simple i lived i think i mentioned it before but i lived in uh, togo west africa for a year um my with my family when i was a kid um 
my parents went back there uh, several years after. When we were there, it was kind of the start of a civil war. There was, you know, roadside uh, checkpoints by militias and, you know, just instability. A few years, years later, when my parents went back, it was full-blown civil war. And, uh, I mean, it was dangerous. Right. And, um, I mean, it was dangerous when we were there. But that's exactly what the U.S. is going to turn into. Oh, yeah. Uh, you look at the CHOP or the CHAZ or whatever the heck they want to call it now. <laughs> that is a third-world yeah. Dictatorship. That's what it looks like. And then did you see this guy who got shot in there and now wants to sue the police <laughs> for not responding? I mean, I think he really needs to understand what autonomous zone means. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know we, we said that we weren't doing dumb criminals this episode. but That's a dumb criminal. I think right we've there. got, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I mean, and you know, it, it's but it's like that now. It's, I want it this way, but I still want this. And right. it's like, no, you chose that. Again, there's consequences yes. to your decisions. Yes, yep. You know, again, I don't think it ever should have been able to happen. Absolutely not. So that that guy should not have been shot. I get that, but you chose to do it, and you've held that for a month now, three yeah. weeks. What do you want me to do? Let you me, know, I mean, it's like sue sue Black Lives Matter, sue Chaz, whoever runs that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they have a leader, but well, so negotiating. I don't know who we're who negotiates. I don't with either. That. I don't think they know. You know, the two two scenarios. One, if North Korea came over to the U.S. and there was like 100, 200 delegates from North Korea, and they took over six city blocks with oh, armed yeah. guards. They'd want the military to come in and blow that whole place up. Absolutely, and we would, and we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why are we allowing our own citizens to be domestic terrorists in that respect? Well, and half the problem is you can't get half the elected officials or, or people in power to call them that. No, absolutely not. Because then they're racist again. Right. Right back to that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the agitators uh, aren't aren't black. It's not a race thing. No. There are a lot of Antifa, these Antifa kids, who 100% is a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean. But, you know, it, it was a conversation you and I were having earlier. You know, it's very frustrating to see all these um, actors and athletes and um, big businesses giving to Black Lives Matter organization. Yes. There's a difference between Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter organization. Yes. The organization is all about power, money. They're no different than a politician. They don't care about the black lives that have been lost. If, If they did, they'd be in Chicago. Right. Protesting there over the 104 people keep yeah. shot or they'd be in new york or they'd be you know wherever else minnesota all these places yeah complaining about that the black life the the organization itself has its own agenda it, it, it wants to be its own little yep uh power and it wants to do what it wants to do so yeah. it's frustrating that we have like these athletes that there's some i, I really respected before this uh-huh who aren't smart enough or educated enough or don't take the time to sit and actually read what they're about right on their own page I'm yeah not making it up they wrote it yeah yeah and to say i'm going to give to that and then want to go play a game where you can't play unless us police officers come in on our times off and protect you right but you'll you'll just yeah turn your back to me or, or the officers and say screw you you're not worth it even though you put that uniform on and go out and protect me day in and day out for yeah. for you know nothing. 
Yeah. But I'm going to give to this, and then I still want to go play my sport, and then I want to disrespect this country and take a knee. Yeah. Yeah. But I still want it, so you're going to do it. And and that's our problem. You know, as a profession, I think we just boycott all sports. Yeah. We don't work it. If we don't work it, they don't get to play. Yep. When I don't make my $30 million a year, maybe I'll stop and get a little smarter about some decisions I'm making. Yeah. And figure out what's, what's right for this country and what's wrong for this country. And we can very simply break this down. So you have, in one bucket, you have police officers. In the other bucket, you have a communist party because that's what the organization of Black Lives Matter is. So these athletes and celebrities are over police officers, law Mm -hmm. and order, uh, choosing the communist party. That's it. They're donating millions of dollars to the communist party. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't believe it, just look it up. because it is yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's undeniable. They had the Black Lives Matter leader for New York saying, we'll burn this city down yeah. until you change. Give us what we, we want. want. Yeah. So, until you change the system the way we want it, I believe is what he said. So why not? I think everyone, and if they don't, they're wrong. But, I mean, I know us, the lives of black people matter. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And ha- there have been injustices. Mm-hmm. There have been inequalities yes. that need to be addressed. So we're all on on board with yeah. that. I mean, that's a that's not a Republican or a Democrat thing. That's no. a human thing. Yeah. So let's figure out what right. these injustices are, how we how we fix things. Um, but to to do that, you don't have to say that Black Lives Matter because it's an organization. Right. So what are you supporting, the organization or the phrase or what? Yeah. So why not? I mean, I'll tell you, they're very smart on the way they put all this together. Well, yeah. I mean, they pretty much force you to to yeah um be a board you know jump on board because or, if you say well black lives matter doesn't matter meaning the organization they right. go black lives don't matter to you yeah and, and so it's this game where they've they've got it i mean I, they're smart people i'm gonna tell you that right now because yeah. whoever sat down and formed all this oh yeah put some thought into it and, yeah. and and did that but you know again what's the difference in mm-hmm. them bullying these companies into doing it so i don't burn your place down and again, not representing the black community. Yeah. Like I said, I, I worked years in, in the inner city, which was a uh, uh, majority was um, black residents. Right. And to me, it was the community that I'm in, and I'm trying to be a part of, and I'm trying to make better. But if if we're if we're slaughtering 104 people mm-hmm. in Marion County, yeah. Where's Black Lives Matter talking about that? Right. No, they want to defund the police. They want to do this. They want to make it worse. Yeah. And there's been black leaders that came out that have said that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the athletes and, and, and they people ought to be that, ashamed of themselves. They, mean, they really they should. Really should. Um, I mean, unless they're communists, then come out and say that you're a communist so we know. But again, that's not the great thing you. about this country. If you don't like it, you can always go somewhere else. Absolutely. But why change a whole country for. A 10, 10 to 15% majority of your country. Yeah. And another frustrating part about all this is now black officers aren't black. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it, yeah. it, trying to keep up with um, the PC police is, is, no, is just, oh, well, yeah, just, it's, it'll wear you out. Yeah. It, I mean, we I mean just, so you're not going to win. No. I mean, I, I could have a department of all African American officers and they're still blue at the end of the day yep it wouldn't matter with this discussion you you are correct 
one of the other things, and it, it's people not understanding um, how the job is done or physics or anything, really. Right. Um, you know, the same thing uh, with the Atlanta shooting, the same thing we've got going on, uh, Indianapolis has on going on here, is they shot him in the back. Well, nine times out of ten, when you're running from the police and you reach over your shoulder and you fire rounds, um, your back is to that that officer. Right. So when he returns fire, like he legally can, um, like nine times out of 10, it's going to strike that that person in the back. Yeah. So for all these um, legal analysts that come out here or or pretend to be and say, oh, you shot him in the back. He was running away. He was no danger. Um, You have no idea. And um, if you want to come out Saturday and strap a belt on and a uniform, I'm more than happy to hook you up with an officer. Yeah. And we can get you out there. And you can see real life, um, you know, not cops, not live PD, but right. we put you in the car, um, yeah. and, and we can show you. And I don't know if I ever, um, when I was doing outreach um, on the east side of Indianapolis, um, we had a lady who probably called me every day complaining about an officer going the wrong way down the one way or, or driving uh fast down the alley i mean there was always there was always a problem right and so you know after a while you can sit down in her house and you can say well see this is the run he was on and and she didn't understand it so i'd asked her to do a ride along mm-hmm. and i said actually i'm working this saturday night it's summer it's a summer night you know it's it's busy you know there's a lot going on so she says yeah i'll go do the ride along um we end up getting a, a burglary in progress to a residence um, it's probably midnight, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, late or early, depending on how you look at it. Um, I'm going down this wrong way down the one way to get to the alley. <laughs> I go down the alley at a high rate of speed. <laughs> um, about the time I get halfway down the alley, the suspect jumps over the fence, okay. the privacy fence. I get out, get him at gunpoint. He's got a gun in his hand. I'm screaming at him, drop the gun, drop the gun. He's looking both ways, like, should I run? Should I get, you know, he's trying yeah. to decide what he wants to do. And so finally he, he got down on the ground. We were able to handcuff him. I look back to my car and she's gone. I don't see her in the car. So now I'm freaking out because now I just lost a ride. Right. You know? yeah. that, that's never good. <laughs> no. Um, but when I went back to the car, she was up underneath the dash of mm. the car. And she was like, uh, she was scared to death, you know. Well, yeah. So we end up getting chaplain out to talk to her, get her calmed down, get her right. home, and all that stuff. But for years, she would send me Christmas cards, or yeah. she'd actually send me a card on my birthday. Hmm. But she told me, she said, until you're there and you physically see it, yeah. She said, I had no idea. Well, and yeah. she was probably one of the biggest advocates on the east side then for the police. Yeah. Hmm. And she actually went to the Citizens Academies, and she started getting more involved. And she right. would come out when we did recruiting and stuff she would be right there huh. so i mean it was it was a, a good story to show that you know like i tell like if i go to the doctor i don't try and tell the doctor how to do a surgery he's right. the professional yeah okay doc if that's how you want to do it let's do it that way you know mm-hmm. but it's it just it's frustrating because like i said if i hear one more time it, it wasn't a justified shooting and i don't they're both still under investigation right and, and they're gonna they're gonna do it uh their due diligence and come up with the answers yeah and, and we'll you know in this country you still get to um be heard by your peers 
Right. So we'll let all that play out. But again, don't sit there on TV and tell me that it's already unjustified because you shot him in the back. Right. Because that's just not true. Well, and there's case law. It shows it's justified to do that in those situations. Well, you know, and that's like going back to the qualified immunity. The Supreme Court's already came out and said, we're not going to talk about it. It's yeah. already been um, ruled on. And right. It's been that way forever. We're not we're not going to discuss it. So if your Supreme Court doesn't want to change it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Colorado said, well, we don't care what you think. We're going to do it anyway. And they did theirs. I guess my frustration is, you know, um, FOP 86, the president, um, Schneider, he comes out and says, we had 100 murders this this year so far. Where's our elected officials? And I find myself saying the same thing. You yeah. Know, where's our elected officials on this? Who's going to stand up? Take it, take the reins, and say enough's enough. Um, we got to get back to some kind of normalcy here. My only guess is that they're holed up in the basement with Joe Biden or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seriously, yeah, I, I and, and that's Democrat and Republican. Yeah, I mean, other than uh, the president doing some things, and like I said, his executive order, um, chokeholds we haven't done in years. I mean, yeah. it's it's been in our policy since I've been the chief here, so right. it's going on seven years. I know when I was with the city. Um, probably 10 or 15 years ago it was put in there mm-hmm. um, so you know a lot of that stuff was already done and body worn cameras we were the first agency in Marion County to start wearing them yeah um, but again I don't think people understand if you defund us one of the most expensive things about body camera is storage right um, you can spend anywhere between fifty thousand dollars a year and a hundred thousand dollars a year to store it right so if you defund it you're not getting cameras and if you get cameras the other thing aggravating about that is they think it's going to tell you the whole story Right. It's going to show you one view, right? And that's whether it's the hands in the way or whatever you can see everything. But you know, again, oh, it's on camera. Okay, yeah, you know, it, and and honestly, it doesn't matter. Here's what we've come to find with this Atlanta shooting: if everything holds up that we see in the video is true, then. It doesn't matter because they no. had multiple body cams. Yes. They had footage from the Wendy's that all showed the same thing, right. that it was justified, and they're still trying to rail, railroad this guy. But again, you know? we, we went to a rust of judgment because if you remember, I believe it was the morning after the shooting, they came back and thought he was shot at the car because when they wrestled, mm. one of the cameras came off. So the camera is showing where they fought at, Okay, picked up the gunshot, so they thought he was shot there by that body camera. Oh, okay. And then, okay, let's look at the rest of the stuff. Okay, wait a minute. It didn't happen there. And the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigations had to come back and say we were wrong. Mm. And and kudos to them for doing that. Right. You know, admitting they, that they'd made a mistake. Yeah. But again, you know, everybody has the right to do process. Exactly. And we have to, that takes time sometimes. I mean, trust me, I'd like to get them over with as soon as you can, too, because the longer it takes, mm-hmm. the more people screaming that you're trying to hide something. Yeah. Um, but everybody gets that right. And right. you have to slow it down and you have to go, you know, find everything you can find, you know, look through everything with a fine tooth comb and find the answers because that's what we want. We want the true facts of what happened to the best we can find. Right. So, again, you know, something happens and then we start riding in that night it's, it's not going to get fixed overnight it's just not going to yeah yeah that's i mean uh, we have to establish a, a reasonable uh expectation of how these things play out right whether it's it's justified or not justified or whatever we have to, i mean you know we have to do, do a better job explaining to the public like there's an investigative process right we're not 
we'll stay transparent, whatever, but we've got to go through all of this because if we don't go through all this, it's going to trial right. and we don't have all this stuff, it's going to get thrown it. out. Right. Yeah. So, and, and you know, we've both said this before if you're a dirty cop or a bad cop, we don't want you here. No, absolutely not. I don't want you here. You know, I've. I've gotten uh, rid of officers here because they didn't fit that community policing mindset. Right. You know, if you want to go in, you know, like the Gestapo and nightstick everybody, you're in the wrong police department. You yeah. go somewhere else. Right. This is how we handle it here. Yeah. Um, you know, look at what you're going through right now because of what one police officer in another state did. Yeah. So I'm all for it. But the last thing I want to do is rush to judgment exactly try to convict him knowing he did it screw something up and then him walk because if you don't think that'll go ugly i mean if you if this is a preview to that i mean it's going to be 10 times worse oh it's going to be bad um i mean i feel sorry for atlanta because it's going to be real the two bad they fired before yep that are suing and then these two that they fired and they yep. charged um this prosecutor i i don't wouldn't have a whole lot of faith in just no. by his past and what he's done here. I mean, two weeks, he says it's a deadly weapon. Two weeks later, it's not a deadly weapon. Right. He can't even figure out if it is or it isn't. So yeah. let's just say he loses. Sorry, I'm the police chief. Um, <laughs> let's say he loses that case. If they're riding now. Oh, it's going to be bad. What is that going to look like if they get acquitted? They'll burn the whole city down probably. And then you're sitting there, if I'm the officer, going, man, they're not ever going to quit me because of that. So, again, oh, yeah. now there's that. And then there's going to be the appeal. Pro I mean, we're looking 10 years down the road, yeah. you know, yeah. before. I mean, we had an officer killed in the line of duty in 2017, and he made it to court yet. Yeah. You know, so can we withstand these riots and stuff for the next 5, 10 years? No. 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 I mean, what they're going to have to do is that's going to have to get moved to another jurisdiction. Uh, oh, because you know, if it doesn't get dismissed, but I'm surprised they haven't called in a special prosecutor to take that one over. Well, so I know they've asked for yeah. it. Yeah, and and in Georgia, the district attorney gets the say of if that happens or not, and you know. So we don't think he's going to give up his own case. He's already said he won't, which seems kind of like a conflict of interest a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. It's, I mean, it's, it's just like here, you know, we have a prosecutor who we arrested 140-some on curfew, and he only charged 20. Right. You know, or, you know, you got a lady who drives through a crowd who jumped on her car and scared her to death, and she was in fear for her life and drives off and hits one, and now he wants to charge her. Yeah. You know, who who oversees that kind of stuff? Who says, you're way out of bounds here. Yeah. You can't do that. I don't know. And where are they at? Why right. are they not screaming from the rooftops going, what are you doing? Yeah, you want to talk about abuse of power. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that, or you you got to do that, you know. And, again, I I believe in our country. I believe in our Constitution. I believe in the way that, you know, mm -hmm. we do it. But there's still got to be checks and balances. Absolutely. There's still got to be a cooler head that steps up and says, stop. Yeah. Yeah, you know what really irks me about that, the curfew and all of that, and the charges and mm -hmm. uh you know i live in the suburbs right. a lot of residents do obviously um they put in a curfew so it affects you yeah so <laughs> you know i have i have a son who's in martial arts right. they had to close down the martial arts right. studio because COVID. It, yeah 
So yeah, right. so they had just opened back up, mm-hmm. and then the the uh, the class that he goes to would have been after the curfew was enacted. Right. So they had to cancel that. Right. So um, so yeah, so you know that sucks for him. Um, you know, all the restaurants closed down, grocery stores, mm-hmm. like everything closes oh, yeah. down, and uh, you're confined to your house once again right. while you have people downtown that right. are acting crazy that are. They don't even arrest them. No, no. So what? That's why you put the thing into effect, right? So was it really just to and then punish if us? You did arrest them. They didn't exactly they didn't prosecute them. Yeah. And why we didn't arrest them for rioting? I don't understand. Because we have a code for that. Well, which would have been the proper way of doing that. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, there was a deputy mayor downtown that told the ERG team mm-hmm. to stand down and back away. Because what they were, they already identified these people are going to be problems. Right. So they break the line. They'll snatch that one problem person out. And you do that a few times, it prevents it riots. Right. Yeah. Like, this isn't the first rodeo for them. Right. There's, there's been several instances where there probably would have been riots if they didn't do right. that. So instead, though, they told them to stand down. And, you, well, you see what happened. Yeah. And downtown businesses are pissed. And I don't blame them. Right. You know how much again, rent is, and you, you know you've been closed for three months due to COVID. Yeah, so you're barely st- hanging on, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, uh, talking to some of the businesses down there, um, their insurance isn't going to cover it. Yeah, so now they're yep. just out. And then you know you've got some of these other states who are upset because these big co- corporations or businesses are moving out. And they're like, no, please don't. We have to have you. Yeah, because all you've done now is taking jobs out of that community. Half your city's <laughs> burnt down. Yep. They can't go to the store because of COVID. I mean, you've you've just amplified what we've been going through, and then you, you don't understand. Yeah, and then they'll be wanting a bailout from the federal government. Oh, they've already asked for that. Yeah, oh, I'm clear. They've already asked yeah. for billions of dollars to rebuild their, their downtowns. No. And yeah, why should I pay for that? Right. As a taxpayer. That's a I you mean, problem. Yeah. Yep. I That's agree. Mismanagement. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's just it's it's crazy. And I saw. Um, I don't remember the company. It was a billion dollar company though, um, that was moving out of Washington State to mm-hmm. Texas, and they they said you're not protecting right. our employees. You're not protecting yeah. our property. You're not. You know, well, wasn't that the truck drivers union all got together and said, if you defund the police, we're not coming through your city? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. they were like, no, I'm not going to have my trucks hijacked by, you know, right? All these people are just going to be doing whatever they want to do. I'm not putting my employees in that position. Yeah. So they said, we won't deliver there and we won't drive through there. Yep. And then, of course, they came back, you know, they're racist and they don't believe in, you know, the Black Lives Matter organization and all that. And they're like, I right. don't care. My employees' <clears throat> health and well being is more important to me than that right yeah i mean that's in the same i mean there's a lot of things like that so you have places that that won't do business right you have um like in atlanta you know a lot of call-offs the outside agencies won't come in and help because you're not putting your officers in that position yeah i'm gonna charge all my guys right i'm not putting them in that position so yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same thing. There was another state, and it, it might have been Seattle. They um, made them take away all their riot gear. Yeah. Well, again, they're out there protecting the community. They need that protection. I mean, I'd be like our NFL players going, "Well, I don't like that team, so you can't wear helmets in this game." 
Right. You know, I mean, it's there for protection. Right. And so that they can stand there for hours taking bottles and everything while they hold a line. Well, <laughs> and it's funny you bring that up because, you know, there's such an issue with concussions and protocols and all that in the right. NFL. Yeah. Um, imagine standing out there for hours mm-hmm. without anything on right. when people throw Molotov cocktails and bottles yeah. and rocks. And right. Yeah. It's, I mean, who even comes up with that? Though? I have no idea. I mean, he should be fired, unelected, whatever, right then. As soon as that came out of his mouth, he should yeah. have been walked out of there and said, go away. Because yeah. you, you're not, you're the problem. You're not the solution. And I think that just circles us back around to kind of where we began. And that's... Where did we begin? We need with politicians. <laughs> we need politicians with the spine. Because yes. a, a, a true a person that cares about their community, they're sitting around a table and somebody says, hey, let's take all the riot gear from cops. You're fired. Go. Well, you know, like Minneapolis, twelve council members want to defund the police. Absolutely. Who voted them in? You need to vote them out immediately. Yeah. You know what we need is leadership. Exactly. That's what we're missing. I mean, a true leader is going to have to do the hard things, mm-hmm. and you have to stand on your own two feet, head held high, and say, "This is what's best, and this is what we're doing." Yeah. And you know, um. I've always felt that as long as I was, as the police chief did that, that 90%, 80% of this, the community will support me. And again, the other 10 will get the microphone in their face and they can call me whatever they want to call me. Yep. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for this country, or this community, the state, wherever you're at, your city. Right. Um, and that's, that's what this country's sorely missing. It's how much money can I raise? Yeah. How much power can I get? Not can I stand out there on my own two feet, whether I'm going to get fired or not, and say it. And exactly. It, yeah. And be that leader and that voice that, you know, makes people want to follow you. Yeah. I mean, I think around the same time that we started getting everybody trophies and everybody's a winner and whatever, I think uh, the uh, politics shifted uh, in the same time where it is um, it's a popularity contest yeah. and you know i've often heard people say well he's the kind of guy i would like to sit down and have a beer with mm-hmm. i don't care about that right. what i care about is are they going to do what they say they're going to do mm-hmm. and are they going to stand up for us when right. you know and are they going to make the tough decisions because just like police officers we have to make tough right. decisions out there we have to deal with rough stuff because people don't want to deal with it yeah and you have a split second to do that not a week not a year right not a month whatever right yeah so we also want the politicians to make those tough decisions that, you know what, maybe we don't it's have the popular, stomach for. Right? Yeah, It's not popular, but it's the right thing to do. Exactly. But, you know, it, one of the other frustrating things is, you know, you sit here and you watch, and if it's Republicans, they all say the same thing. It's like somebody sent a cheat sheet out uh, yeah. and said, this is what you're going to yep. say. The Democrats, the same way. Absolutely. It's like, and they're, they're like parrots. And I was watching, um, I think it was Tucker Carlson, and he does the little snippets of, all the different you know, oh, yeah. politicians and like the word of the day will be defund the police. And so he'll show like 50 uh-huh. politicians in that two day span that say defund the police, defund the police, defund the, and it just goes on. And it's like, do you not have your own thought process? No. You know, there's many times where, you know, I'm a Republican, but I voted for a Democrat one because he had the right idea. He had the right values and I trusted that he was going to go do it versus the other guy. Right. You know, and that's what I want. In my legislation, I want people with their own minds that can have a spirited debate. Yeah. 
admit when they're wrong, but understand this is what's best. Stand up there and say it. Yeah. And don't back down. You know, that's like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a hell of a guy. I mean, yep. nicest guy in the world. And they bullied him into recanting what he said. Right. And you know, when he goes to the Hall of Fame, what he's going to be remembered for? That. Yep. Not not being, you know, having the most yardage, most touchdowns, all this stuff that he's done. Uh-huh. He's going to be remembered for that. Yeah. And that's sad because he has done a lot of good for that community. He's put money in there. He's put time in there, mm-hmm. which is the bigger thing. Anybody that makes millions of dollars can throw a hundred grand here and a hundred grand there. But when you take the off season and you spend it with these kids and you spend it in yep. these neighborhoods and you do that, that's the guy I'll sit down at the table and listen to. Right. Yeah, it's action. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Put I your mean, money where your mouth is. One of my most favorite illustrations is of. Um, you have an overhead view of of two hallways and one is republican and one is democrat and there's cows on both sides but at the end of the hallways they funnel into one room which is the slaughterhouse right. and that's so true <laughs> yeah. because it really is the same thing yeah. there's just nuances on both sides yeah. you know but politicians inherently are all the same well, a so lot of times anymore yeah i mean everybody knows we need streets bridges and infrastructure right Four years, they haven't got any of that done. Right. And they all need it, and everybody agrees with it, and the president's willing to give the money for it. Right. And, and you know, you're like, how do you not get on board with that? Because they're so concerned. About a party name. Yeah, and they don't want the other party to have any kind of win. Right. It's like, hey, how about we're Americans? How about we all win? Yeah. Pave our roads, you know, or whatever. Like, I always thought it would be really cool if a – person ran for president and let's say he's a democrat mm-hmm. and he won that his vice president was a republican yeah i wonder how that would actually work out where yeah, you get rid know. of that you could just sit there and have okay this is what we need to do this is what we need to do i think know? i think in the past it definitely could have worked i think if you look at how it is now that no, vice president <laughs> yeah that vice president would just be spying on the president to yeah, try to oh yeah. or just creating yeah. stuff or you know it'd just be a disaster i think but, but again how many millions and millions and probably billions of dollars have we spent investigating this president you know i i was able to meet the president when he came to southport um for his rally and um they actually took me in a room, and I spent about 10 minutes, 15 minutes with him just talking, um, you know, asking about family, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of how the city was and all that. Thanked me for having all the officers there to protect him so he did he could do his speech. And um, so I posted that picture on Facebook mm-hmm. because think about this. As an American citizen, how many actually get to sit down and talk to the president? Any president, don't care which one. Right. Hardly what five percent, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you're not a politician or something like that's got access to him, the regular citizen's not ever going to get to right. physically have a conversation. Yeah. So when I post that, of course, I get a lot of great things. Oh, I bet it was neat meeting him. And then you always have your negatives. Oh right? yeah. You always have negative Nancy. She's out there. She got something. She's gonna say uh-huh. about you taking that picture. And so my rebuttal to that was what I just said. In your lifetime, how many times do you think you'll be able to meet any president and be able to sit down and have a conversation? Right. Oh, I see your point. It's the office that you need to respect. You Absolutely. need to respect the, his position and the and the struggles and the decisions that he has to make or mm-hmm. she has to make. I don't care. Right. Um, but any president that would have came, and I'd had that opportunity, I'd have jumped on it in a minute. 
absolutely. I was not a fan of Barack Obama, but given the opportunity to sit down and talk to yeah. him and take a picture, I would post that picture. Right. I would be proud that I was able to meet yeah. a U.S. president. I would have respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I don't agree with everything Trump does. I think no. we should take his Twitter from him. I mean, I'm absolutely, love that. absolutely. But you know, again, he's the president of the United States. Yeah, and he was in our city. And that's a great honor. It's mm-hmm. a great honor to be able to protect the president and the vice president. Yeah. Now, I did upset him because I got to talk to the vice president and the president. Well, Bob Knight was here also, and he spoke. So yeah. after I was done, I looked at the Secret Service agent. I go, hey, where's Bob Knight at? Yeah. He goes, really? I said, well, he's like president in Indiana. Yeah, it is Indiana. I mean, come <laughs> he's on. Like, I'm going to see what I can do, chief. And he kind of walks away. <laughs> I was like, come that's on. That's funny. But, you know, like I said, it, you know, we need to get out of this me against them and yeah. We're all Americans. Yep. And we need to fight to make this a better country. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just like when the COVID hit and we started our food bank. And the whole premise of starting that was for seniors and disabled people in Perry Township. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get calls from 42nd and, and uh, Emerson or, you know, outside of Perry Township. Well, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to help them. So, you know, we started serving all these people. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was, I, I made the comment, the great thing about the south side of Indianapolis is no matter what happens, we always band together. Yep. And we always find out a way to make it work. And it took, I don't know, what, probably over 50 businesses, mm-hmm. um, three organizations, and all that, but we made it work. And Absolutely. we all worked together. And it was probably one of the easiest things we put together because we only had a day. Right. Um, <laughs> and to be that successful. And that's what we need to do in this country. Yeah. You know, we need to band together. We need to take this 10% and stop it now. It's, and like I said, we can sit down and listen, but you screaming and throwing bottles at me isn't a conversation. Correct. So until we can sit down and have adult conversation with adult people, um, it's not looking good. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, maybe to end, I mean, really, uh, I think the simple explanation is uh you know for for folks that that aren't on board with the police uh for them to at least just realize that listen this is a job this is a a path that uh most felt called to do to make some kind of a difference but at the end of the day they go home to their husbands or wives and kids that uniform comes off and yeah yeah. So, and I, you know, I tell everybody that too. You know, well, he screwed that up. Yeah, unfortunately, he's a human. Right. I haven't been able to figure out how to make a, a robot that's a copy of. Well, it didn't go no good. Mistakes. Yeah, it didn't go good. You know, <laughs> um, but they are human. Right. And you know, um, as a police chief, you know, you get a guy that screws up, and you look at it, and you you go through all the facts, and then you ask him, "Why did you do that?" And you can tell whether. You know, it was in his heart. It was just he thought that was the right thing to do at that time. Right. I've never had an officer come in and and give me a story I didn't think, you know, that he made up. Right. You know, trying to cover his own tracks or something. Most of them, their heart's in the right place. They either just made the split decision, split decision, decision, split second decision. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, and it it wasn't the right one. Right. And then either deviated and got it done right. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, we call that a training moment and a learning experience. Yep. And if you're doing it right and your supervisors are monitoring like they're supposed to be, they can pull that individual in and say, okay, why did you do that? How about if we did this, this, and this? Right. 
crap, I didn't even think about that. No, that yeah. would have been a better way of doing it. And then you work through those problems. Right. Do you yeah. find the police and rioting isn't going to fix all that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you take it to an extreme that just isn't a viable option. No. So, no. And, you know. And again, you and I have both said it. Every year we revamp the police department or we Correct. look at different policies or we add better policies or we change the way we're doing things either because technology got better mm-hmm. or we found a better way of doing it. So, you know, to reform the police um, – all the good ones do that on a yearly, daily, monthly basis. You right. Know, when they see a problem, okay, let's back that up. That didn't work out. Let's go a different yeah. direction. Yeah. So, you know, that conversation should always be there. Right. But we don't need Congress and all that to do it. That's a community and that's a state and that's a local right. thing yeah. where all these leaders should be meeting saying, we're seeing this problem or we're seeing that problem. How do we address this? How do we address that? Right. And then come to some kind of compromise and conclusion and do it yeah and i think you know what believe it or not i think um police and activists have several areas of common ground yeah uh that that we could work together on um you know they're calling for this national database right. we would have to figure out how that works yeah. so it's valid yeah and it's not just because somebody got pissed and right. uh fired somebody I don't and then, like you so you're gone yeah so you'll but, never be a cop again and, and that's but, always been mine i mean that's in the like the indiana chiefs association or the international police chief association that comes up all the time you know how do we make this database and, right but who controls it and then how is the appeals process done exactly you know because again you don't want the federal government running it no. so it's got to be state by state but are the parameters the same in each state right so there's so much going into it i mean i agree with it i don't if this guy's been at 12 police departments and he's got a, a anger problem. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know that before I waste a whole lot of time Yeah, because I don't think a lot of other people understand is, you know, well, you're hiring these guys. It takes almost a year right, to go through a hiring process for a police department mm-hmm. because you have the written test, the agility test, the psychological test, and you go through all these steps. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, there's a lot of time invested in there. And then when they go through the academy, you know, you got another couple months there. Then you got another six to eight months of field training. Yeah. So you're looking, you know, two years of time and energy <laughs> well, right. invested into an officer. Um, so a database, I mean, if that's going to streamline it and get rid of the bad apples. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, defunding the police. If, right. if all the all the good cops say, you know what, I'm going to go be a truck driver yeah. or I'm going to go do this or I'm going to start my own business and they just decide to quit. What do you think you're going to get? Mm-hmm. You're going to get all those bad apples that couldn't get on before yep. because you got to have bodies and you got to have people on cars and you got to have them responding. And, you know, so again, it, it's, it's a knee jerk reaction yeah. that gets people incited, but we really, they don't, there's no um, thought or follow through on how do we get from A to B now? Right. And again, exactly. it's, it's really a non-starter. Now, if you want yeah. to sit down and, and talk about use of force, um, why do you use chokeholds? Oh, we don't. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, those kinds oh, of things. Yeah. Um, I think that communication would uh, open a lot of eyes. I, I think again, so too. You got to have, you got to have the heart to want to change it. Yes. And on the police side, you have to have the open mind to be able to sit down and hear some tough things that you don't want to hear. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think people would be amazed to know. I, I would assume that general population probably doesn't know that 
Um, you know, there's a written and a physical and a psychological mm -hmm. evaluation. There's usually a poly polygraph mm -hmm. to confirm the answers. Right. Um, there is extensive background checks right. uh, from the FBI and from the local police department. But the local police department, if they've been on another department, will either have an investigator, a detective mm -hmm. call that department, or they will visit them or right. whatever, yeah. and they'll say, give us the rundown on this guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the database is great because it would streamline things. Right. But... It's you're not still, like we're not doing that right now. You're still going to do all that. Yeah. So we're still, mm -hmm. like, as of right now, we know the majority of the time when it's a bad apple because right. the previous police departments will say, yeah, he was let go because he, you know, right. beat somebody or did whatever. And then he, that's immediate. Right. So we have different levels because um, I, I do the background. So and, I, I know how that works. Especially with now with social media. You know, one of the things oh, we yeah. ask now is we need access to your account. Yep. Because I want to see what, you know you posted 10 years ago, five mm -hmm. years ago, whatever, you know? So there's yeah. all kinds of tools that we use to make sure that, yeah, this is, is the guy, right? you know? Um, but like I said, the one in Minneapolis from the reports out there, and like I said, whether you can believe all of them or not, you know, he'd had a past of bad, bad decisions or, um, you know, anger issues, whatever it was. So again, that's, that's a supervisor problem. That's a, a chief or command staff problem because you didn't address it. Right. You know, exactly. And there was a great article in, uh, was that police one I sent out the other day? And his I think name's so. Gordon and I can't remember his last name, but he's been in law enforcement like over 30 years. And, and, you know, he said that he believes in, that there should be some, um, you know, look at the police department, how they ran. But if you are doing it properly and you have the proper supervisors in the proper positions, and understand their role is to make sure that these officers are following policy and doing it the right way. And if they're not, they're bringing them in off the street and addressing it right away. He said, that'll kill 90% right. of your issues right there. Right. If everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, I mean, it's like any other business. You you have to have the right people in the right positions and, and you got to have policies and you got to follow the policies. And when you don't, there has to be some type of yeah um, consequence for not doing that. So, you know, like I said, it's uh, it's just uh, tough sometimes to, I guess, from our scale being so small, or a little podcast in a closet, uh, <laughs> to be able to make hey, that change. This isn't a closet. <laughs> to be able to make that change, but you know, um, we've always tried to look at our city and that, and the police department is on a bigger scale, and yeah. and do it the right way, and so you know, I think it's just to that point where. There's got to be a bunch of us leaders who want to stand up and say enough's enough and, you know, get some type of game plan put together yeah. to move it forward. Um, but we'll see. Well, so um, I think we'll end, but I just just got notification that um, the Atlanta officer, Garrett uh, Rolf, um, was granted bond finally oh, okay. so that's awesome so he'll be able to bail out he's been in jail since it's charges yeah, and uh so. they've canceled that bond hearing twice now mm -hmm. uh one time was because the funeral for rashad brooks was the same day as his hearing right. so uh so that's good so i'm glad to hear that um but all right well we'll wrap it up there we've talked about a lot yep we'll let people digest yep. and uh we'll kind of see how things play out and if we want to keep talking yep. about and the last thing is uh, enjoy our uh, 4th of July weekend. Yeah. And we're getting ready to come on. Please be safe. 
Yep. Uh, and if you see something, please call the police and uh, see something, say something. And uh, let's hope that it's a peaceful weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, just enjoy we can it. All enjoy the family yeah. and, and get some downtime. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry for the rants. Um, just a little frustrated. Everybody have a good weekend. <laughs>